Are you, like pretty much every parent of younger kids I know, looking for a smart entertainment option for your kids? Designed for kids ages 6 and up, Mysteries About True Histories, also known as Math, How Smart Is That?, is a weekly podcast full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and humor. And while kids will enjoy the stories anchored around characters like troublesome trolls, pirate queens, and mysterious aunts, adults can benefit too. I admittedly delighted in learning a thing or two about Pythagoras and triangles in one episode. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code-breaking, pattern-solving, and more, all weaving humor in with education to make learning fun. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Welcome to the Edit Your Life podcast. I'm Christine Coe. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. We share practical ways to declutter your home schedule and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. And we believe that baby steps are the key to getting there. Good morning, Asha. Hello. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I feel really? like that's where we're at. This is where we're at. No, this morning has been the morning of tech fails around here. Like yeah. we had our remote learning double tech fail and then coming into this recording, we had a tech fail, but here we are. We made it. We we had backups. It's all good. Mm-hmm. So I thought we both thought it would be a good time to talk about holidays. It's mm-hmm. December. Oh my goodness. Um, the last month of the year that has lasted 18 years. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, I feel like we have been unconsenting participants in a really long social psychology experiment. Mm-hmm. And the reason holidays are particularly on my mind is I just feel like, you know, there've been so many milestone losses for people, birthdays, graduations, just to name a couple. And I feel like starting with Halloween, it was like, circling the jumbo jet, you know, and then we descended around through Thanksgiving. And now we are landing at the mother of all holiday months and the times when people typically gather, whether that's in churches or synagogues or homes or somewhere else, it's December and it's Mm going to be a lot. So Mm -hmm. I thought it would be good to talk about. Um, (laughs) I I mean, that jumbo jet metaphor, literally, as you were saying that I was just imagining, you know, sort of the descent of a large plane, you know, I'm a sucker mm-hmm. for a metaphor. And I just, I, I just can't imagine a better description for how this all feels, uh, you know, somewhat surreal, very complicated. Um, and just the fact that we are all here together in this strange place in time, having our own individual experiences, but at the same time, I mean, we are at the end of the year and I'm just, I don't know. I'm glad that we can just sort of talk about this big heap of whatever is going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's so much, it is so much. And uh, you know, this is a topic that will not be new to you, mm-hmm. <laughs> but my mind has been turning a lot on grief and um, there will be so much and it's layering on top of a time that can already be difficult for people. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's where my mind has actually been out lately. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, Right. Grief is, I am not a stranger to grief, especially this year. And 
I honestly feel like right now we can't talk about it enough, even though, you know, obviously we're trying, all of us, I think are trying so hard to keep our spirits lifted. But um, I've learned that when going through a time of grief, you know, not talking about it doesn't actually help it feel any better. Mm-hmm. And so what's really, I mean, it's so hard to encapsulate how I feel about this, but but to try to sort of put a little, um, put it in a nutshell, you know, 2020 really started off for me with a huge personal grief, which was my father passed away. And, you know, in some ways that grief has only grown and morphed as, as the pandemic, as the pandemic took hold and it sort of merged with this global grief of pandemic loss. And, you know, that sounds dark and obviously it's hard, but it also, I don't know, I'm feeling right now this feeling of sort of a little bit of connection and hope. These glimmers are starting mm-hmm. to show up. And I feel like, you know, the reality is this is the life lesson none of us ever wanted to learn. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like you were saying, the unwitting participants in a social experiment. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I, I'm starting to see hints of what is beyond this. And that is incredibly hopeful. And hopefully, you know, that's what, sometimes that's what grief can do. Yeah. It's like, it's like a forest fire that clears things away. So, Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm not there yet. I don't think any of us are, we've got a lot still to go through, but, but there's something. So something, yeah. Let's just, uh, you know, keep that, keep that on the horizon. Yeah. Well, um, I thought it would be interesting to start actually, you know, we're, this episode will go live a couple weeks after Thanksgiving, which already feels like seven years ago, but I thought it would just be good to reflect on, you know, what we learned from Thanksgiving, whether it was good or bad. I, I just saw so many people and I had a lot of conversation, particularly on Instagram with people just really embracing a lot of good out of it. Um, personally, I think one of the best things I saw on Thanksgiving was how it just really gave permission people permission to do things a different way. I mean, this is what you and I have been talking about since we wrote Minimalist Parenting, you know, tuning into what matters, um, letting go of the rest. And um, at least in the food space, for me, that meant letting go of turkey entirely. None of us even like it. And instead, we ate pie, a lot of it, tacos and mashed potatoes. (laughs) That was it. (laughs) We also ate like their pie and mashed potatoes were a big part of our meal as well. We also let go of turkey, which now I'm I'm picturing in my mind literally, like literally letting go of a turkey, which now is making me laugh. Well, yes. So I, I think, you know, I do want to also point out that I also saw that caring and expressing caring, even in very limited ways, was still possible. Like we did a couple of pie sampler drops to family members who live alone and we also did the big family Zoom, which normally I grown, sort of grown at, but I was like, time to put on my big girl underpants and just do it. And it all was lovely. It was very loving and very lovely. And obviously it was different, but honestly, we had a great day. Yeah, <laughs> we, had a, we had a great day too. And, and you know, sort of like, I, you know, I don't exactly have the words for it yet, but it's what I was sort of hinting at in our intro, which is that we wouldn't choose this, but at the same time, there are things about it that were 
quite lovely. And so, you know, I, we had a similar experience in that. Um, I mean, I was completely dreading Thanksgiving because mm-hmm. it's my first one without my dad. My dad was always the guy who made the turkey or the guy who carved the turkey or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's my one big family holiday with my extended family on my mom's side. And so I was dreading it. And mm. so Again, I would never choose to be away from my family, especially my mom, who was on her own, which just broke my heart. But Mm -hmm. um, at the same time, there was something incredibly like safe for me to be able to just be home and do the cooking. And I just got to be in my safe little cocoon here at home with, you know, with my husband and daughter. And and that was wonderful. I mean, I missed my son terribly, who is out in Minnesota, but we, you know, we also did the big Zoom thing. And I actually, um, you know, for the first time, rather than just an open Zoom conversation, which is what we usually do as a family, extended family, I, I created a little bit of a structured, you know, sort of like an activity with some questions that I sent, you know, like conversation starters to, that I sent to everybody initially. Wow, Asha. Was it oh, in the box? <laughs> It it wasn't. It was in an email, Christine. Oh my and it gosh. was like wow. off the top of my head, sort of like um, some ideas like, um, you know, what would you like to leave behind in 2020? What would you like mm. to take forward into 2021? What's something that you're proud of and something you need help with? Things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I just put these out to everyone. Oh, and I invited folks to bring a reading or a quote that they wanted to share. And so yeah. it was it was very simple. My family does not usually do conversations like this, you know, as an, as an entire group, we don't do things like this, even when we get together. And it ended up being to me, one of the most meaningful family conversations we've ever had. I Mm -hmm. mean, it really was, I, especially like the kids generation, the kids and the cousins, you know, my, my kids, you know, a senior in high school, a 21 year old, you know, kids, mostly in that age range. They shared so bravely and honestly about what they're going through. Um, You know, much of it was very difficult. And they shared with two generations above them what was happening. And we were able to really hear each other and listen to each other. So, I mean, you know, again, we wouldn't have chosen it this way, but it turned out really wonderfully. And I'm so grateful for that. And Mm -hmm. I guess there's one last thing I would say, which is uh, we did not banish grief from the proceedings. Mm -hmm. I mean, grief was sitting right there at the table with us. And that was just part of the reality of it. And I think that made it real. That's really important. Wow. That's amazing. And uh, we are going to talk a little bit more about grief and we will do that after a quick break. Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. 
That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, friends. We are back and we are talking about the holidays and sort of managing grief, managing joy, holding it all because that's what this year is about. So, you know, I mentioned at the top of the show that I have been thinking a lot about the grief element, um, particularly because this is already a season that is typically complicated for people in lots of ways, depending on what's happening with your family and existing relationships. But now, oh my goodness, we have layered on top of that so much actual loss, you know, like people. Um, The current COVID death toll in the U.S. and also globally is just staggering. So I just wanted to acknowledge that I think so many people are going to be feeling, I mean, you included Asha from pre-COVID, but feeling like this is the first Hanukkah or Christmas or whatever, where this person will not be present. And it is just a lot. Um, You know, I think also just to share sort of personally on my side, you know, I've been thinking um, a lot about sort of complicated fractured relationships. You know, you know, I have a brother who, from whom I've been estranged for some time. And, you know, this colors my entire family of origins feelings, especially around the holiday. And it kind of feels worse now, you know, because we haven't known where he is for a long time. And that feels even worse now. Um, You know, there's also loving, very loving relationships that can't get their full love dose, as it were. Um, My in-laws, they've only seen my kids once in the last nine months, which is definitely hard. You know, we've done Zoom, but we've done one, we did one in-person um, backyard socially distant visit before the weather turned. And that's, that's all, that's all we have had. Um, and then I, I, this one, I sort of cringe a little bit because it feels a little first world, but it's also very real to me. And I'm, I'm personally feeling um, quite a lot of sadness about the loss of our ability to ski in Vermont right now. And I'm feeling really sad about that. Um, especially as some of those places are opening. Um you might recall that last year we did something totally radical and escaped to ski the weekend before Christmas and like left all the preparation stress behind. And it was amazing. So I was already planning on booking somewhere to spend Christmas in Vermont. Um, but because of the way our lives are, you know, Vi's hybrid in school two days a week, John still goes to an office, um, et cetera. We can't do the two week quarantine to sort of respect the rules to go to Vermont. So it's just, it's not possible. And I, I think the reason this feels like such a loss is that, you know, my kids are nine and 16. So this is like one of the very few activities we can do together where Vi does not feel like the youngest. She's already a better skier than I am. Right. So, so it's kind of like, I don't know, it seems fluffy, but it's not fluffy. Does that make sense? Of course it makes sense. Of course it makes sense. I mean, I, well, 
It, it absolutely makes sense, especially because, uh, and I've thought this ever since the beginning of the pandemic. I mean, the losses that we are suffering, we, you know, as individuals collectively everywhere and every one of you who are listening, they're so personal. They're mm. so incredibly specific to our situation. And the reality is, you know, when you're talking about nine and 16 year old kids, 10 and 17 year old kids are different. And mm-hmm. so I understand what you mean. This is a singular thing that you're missing. And um, I com- I completely understand that as one. I mean, it's a little, it, the context is different for me. It's like a kid who's a senior in high school. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, senior senior year in high school isn't coming again. Mm-hmm. And so I understand that feeling of it's not just a thing that you can do next year. Yeah. I mean, in some ways it is, but in, you know, in, we, we, we don't step into the same river twice. So I understand that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You How know? are you doing with things? Oh, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, first of all, I just want to say thank you for sharing all that because it actually, um, I just feel like the fact that we're talking about this so openly, it, it really helps me to just hear your internal process. And so um, I'm, I'm really hoping that our listeners are feeling that same way I'm feeling right now, which is mm. it just feels like a relief to hear what this really feels like. And so, so for me, um, you know, uh, we, the, the holidays for us are generally pretty relaxed. You know, we celebrate Hanukkah, so we don't have a lot of the Christmas pressure that I notice a lot of folks around me actually experience. It's like they love Christmas, but they don't love the sort of intensity of it all. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, it's always a pretty mellow time for us in that respect. But, you know, when I really think about holiday grief, I, I am pretty focused on, you know, the lost opportunities and rituals for young people. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, I think I can say that I have gotten pretty comfortable with my own personal grief, meaning it it just sits here beside me and comes with me. You know, it's sort of like, it's like a handbag I just take with me everywhere. That's sort of heavy, but you know, it's with me now. Um, But okay. Even the fact that I can laugh about it is such progress. But um, when I think about the lost opportunities for young people, that is just the thing that's really just getting to me right now. Like each new month really brings a new loss and, and December for us, um, for both of my kids, but um, sort of what's forefront in my mind is for my daughter. You know, she was part of a really amazing choir and and December is a time where they would do holiday gigs and sing every night, everywhere, all over town. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's gone, you know, and my daughter's doing her college applications right now. And she's really forced to think about a future without space to really properly grieve what she's lost, not just this year, but even, you know, the second half of the year before. Mm -hmm. So it's just, um, that keeps happening. And, you know, in January, it's her final semester of her senior year. Um, in January, my son, you know, has made the decision to come home and do his spring semester of college remotely. And, you know, I just, these are, these, these, these times don't come back. And so yeah. I think, I think it's worth mentioning because these losses for them entail losses for us as parents, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that, um, so often as parents, you know, we, we really are sort of focused on our kids and what's going on for them and trying to make it okay for them. But it's worth like just noting and acknowledging that these are losses for us as well. You know, my big plan this year for, um, you know, getting over the loss of my dad was to become a crazy choir groupie parent. <laughs> you have a and, shirt for it. 
I do. Christine made me a shirt that says choir groupie, which I still wear uh, inside my house, Christine. I'm just telling you. That's awesome. <laughs> I haven't gone outside in the world for like expose the choir director to this shirt yet. Yeah. But, um, but, but, you know, that was my big plan. And so it's a loss for me too. Not yeah. the same, but, but it's there. And, and so that's what it is for me. I think for each of us, it's something so personal and each of us could tell a, a grief story for these holidays that really does, you know, that needs to be told, or at least just needs to be felt internally. Goodness gracious, Asha. I actually, um, I'm glad you were talking because I actually got kind of teary. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. I know. It's a lot. I know. I think I'm very um, uncharacteristically emotional this morning. I need to like refer to my emotions chart. So um, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so um, well, yeah, I don't know what to say about that, except that just I thanks for listening. Right. Yeah. You know, you just listened. And I think like, that's the thing, you know, just even hearing each other say these things feels like something so important. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's um, take a breath and um, talk about what we're embracing this holiday season. I actually have just some very simple things. Um I'm embracing rest and quiet. Uh, I just learned this week that my uh, the agency I work for, the social media media agency, we are closing for two weeks. Mm. <laughs> and so I'm going to like shut it down and I'm very excited and I'm trying to encourage my hardworking husband to take a full week off, which I don't think he's done in like 10 years. So let's see mm. how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to work on just some simple connection, like reaching out to people who I haven't been in touch with a little bit, you know, just scheduling quick video chat or phone or whatever and creativity, um, working on that. And then Mm. just like, I think the, the big thing I'm rolling with this season and I just have a like super quick story to tell is, um, just rolling with things. And so, um, the thing that was on my mind when I thought of this is that this year, as people probably know, we have a new, very adorable standard poodle puppy named James. And, um, he's just a love and uh, like a puppy, he loves to eat things and jump on things. And so we were like, there's no way we can get a tree like that that actually stands on the ground and he's going (laughs) to knock it over. And then there's going to be water all over the place and whatever. So I just told everybody, I was like, I'm getting a fake tree this year. I'm buying a $20 tree. (laughs) And John and I sized it and um, I was like, it's going to have to be able to sit up on a bench. Like we have these built-in benches and in a corner. And so the kids were like, uh, okay. And I thought they would, I thought they would be very unhappy about that actually. And then the moment that just made me so happy was when it arrived. I think I ordered it from target. There was a sale. So I got it for like $20 and it arrived in the smallest box. And we just all laughed, like just laughed like hello 2020 christmas here's our tree that is in a box that's like three (laughs) feet long so um and the kids were amazing like when i put it together i mean it's still sort of it's six feet it's kind of skinny but it's actually perfect for our space and the kids decorated it and they were happy and i just was like so impressed with them for rolling with it and not giving me a hard time about it and just all of us having a laugh about how ridiculous but then how it was just fine it was just exactly what we needed Okay. Um, you need to make a t-shirt that says rolling with it. (laughs) And, um, that is so great. And just, (laughs) 
<laughs> fake Christmas trees. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it is funny. You got to laugh about these things. You got to laugh. What else are you going to do? Oh my God. That's so funny. Okay. What are you embracing? So, all right. So here's what I'm embracing. Um, I am the person who celebrates Hanukkah, but loves Christmas decorations. Yes. So uh, I don't, well, I should say holiday decorations. I have a snowflake ornament collection, which is my beloved collection, which I, you know, every year on December 26th, I go out and buy half price ornaments uh, in the shape of snowflakes. And so I'm going to bring those out. I'm really, really into like decorating this year. So I'm going to bring out the ornaments. We might even get a tree because why wow, not? Wow. Yeah, I know. Why not? It's fun. And um, you could get I'm, a fake one in a very small box and have a good life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just going to tell you a little secret. I floated the idea of getting a fake tree with my family and I was vetoed. <laughs> so um, anyway, I, I am really into decoration. Um, we were the first people on our block to have holiday lights up and I'm really proud of that. And with that, actually, in all seriousness, I'm really into lights and candles. So light mm. is a big one for me this year. I, first of all, it gets dark really early in the Pacific Northwest. And, you know, at 430, it's dark. And so um, I'm really into lights and lighting candles everywhere. I'm into comfort, like physical comfort. So I am actually, for my birthday, I asked for throw pillows and candle holders because I want to make our living room just more cozy and comfy. Love it. And um, two other things. I'm also really into connection. So I, um, I want to write a holiday letter this year and really like write down everybody's address that I love and send them a piece of mail. I want to call people. I want to reach out to my neighbors. I don't know if that involves baking cookies. We don't usually like do the holiday baking thing, but I just really want to reach out however I can um, mm -hmm. because I've spent much of this year not reaching out. I've really spent much of this year very much in a cave, unable to reach out because of grief. And I'm starting to feel like I can reach out. And so I really want to, I want to just like come running out of this cave. Um, I think the other thing that I'm embracing is uh, being outside. So no matter what the weather. So obviously in Portland, it rains. Um, you know, it sort of starts raining in November and then doesn't stop until June usually. And so I actually sprung for some really good quality rain gear, like a really good rain jacket, really good rain pants, some waterproof shoes. Wow. I'm, I'm going to go outside every single day, no matter what. Have you texted, text consulted with John Baxter about your rain gear? Cause I'm sure he would love to, or just would, he'd love to know what you got. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's our so, dear guy. Uh, okay. So I'm just saying that John and rail, this is yet another, you know, sort of Venn diagram that they can, you know, <laughs> meet each other and they can talk gear because <laughs> let me tell you, rail is like REI's favorite person. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So no, 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 seriously. I, I intend to like hike through the winter and specifically for the holidays, you know, people are going nuts with the holiday lights this year. And um, yeah, I'm going to go on holiday uh, light walks most evenings. Perfect. That is my big plan. Perfect. All right. Well, we're going to talk about some more fun stuff uh, that we're leaning into this holiday season, and we will do that after a quick break. 
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask-Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. All right, we're back, friends, and let's talk about some fun things that we're leaning into this holiday season. I already sort of mentioned I'm I'm adding cozy home decor items to my living room, the place where we like sit and read books and light the fire and all of that stuff. I'm not usually I, I don't know I'm not a super home decor person, even though I always appreciate other people's homes. But then I just think to myself, eh, and I don't I don't really do anything. But I'm buying some pillows. I'm buying a couple extra throw rugs. I'm just adding a little bit of softness and coziness uh, to the spaces we spend most time in. And um, one of the other fun things I've been doing is I've been shopping at small businesses. And like, instead of Amazon or places like that, I've been sort of starting with Etsy or starting actually starting with local small businesses with their websites to, for gift shopping. And that's been really fun. I've, I mean, it's sort of hard to do actually. And, um, or at least it has been for me, but it's been really fun to familiarize myself with some new businesses, different businesses. Think about how I really want my holiday money to support the folks who are struggling around here in Portland um, or, you know, whatever. It's just, it's just been really fun to feel like I'm supporting artists. And um yeah. I mean, I, I think the other thing is, like I said, I really, really want to spend a lot of time outside and that's going to be a whole new experience because it's really easy to uh, just let the weather sort of push you indoors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, being outdoors is like my entire mental health plan. Well, it's not mm-hmm. mine. There's also therapy. So it's not my entire plan, but it's a big part of my plan. So I'm going to be taking some winter hikes. We even bought some snowshoes. So let's see what happens. That is very impressive. You are, you guys are geared up. That's crazy. Uh huh. Um, what about you? Well, I love that you mentioned shopping small. I'm very focused on this. I think I talked about on our last episode that I worked on 
um, pulling together, I did a ton of research to like, I basically thought of my favorite gift categories and then found local artists. Um, so I should say, if you are looking on Etsy and you're looking for something, you can filter it into your city or your state or whatever. Um, because otherwise it's a huge rabbit hole. Right. Um, and actually I'll link up, I just did a TV broadcast yesterday, uh, from the comfort of my office, which was kind of fabulous. Um, That's cool. But talking about shopping small, and I showcased a couple of those businesses, which was really fun. Um, I mentioned creativity earlier, and I I will link up my final product. But I just have to say that I think on my last on the last episode, I mentioned I was going to do this um, workshop, uh, painting workshop through my friend Carolyn Mackin, and I did it, and it looked so good. <laughs> like, it That's came awesome. out amazing. And the the set actually came with the ability, like with four primed papers. So I could create four paintings, which of course I did all at the same time because this is how Christine Coe does things. And John was like, you're painting four paintings at the same time. Like what is happening? Um, but I'm going to gift three of them um, to my in-laws because the, the series was called like Cape Cod Stripes. And I'm gifting them to my family on John's side. The last time we all were together was on Cape Cod last year like back when we used to see people. Mm. So I'm so psyched about that. Um, I just also want to like, I don't know, just have more time or look for intersections of fun things to do with my kids. One of the great joys of Thanksgiving actually was um, making pie together. You know, Laurel is, she is no longer a helper in the kitchen. She is a legit chef. So, and then Vi is a meticulous um assistant like she arranged all the figs in a like circular starburst pattern on I'll I'll link up a photo to our six pies they were pretty pretty amazing but doing that with them was just so joyful like that's why mm. we did it um so stuff like that and then also and maybe I will need to crowdsource our listeners but finding more family friendly movies because on your suggestion in our last episode we watched Anola Holmes and it was a huge hit and aside from two quick moments where we had to cover Vi's eyes when the bad guy was around. Um, yeah. Like they, all of us were totally taken by that movie. It was awesome. So thanks for so that recommendation. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. I so loved it. So fun. So fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's yeah. No, I totally want to crowdsource family friendly movies. We have to figure out how to do that. Let's we'll do we'll that. just do it. We'll do it on the internet. We can yeah, do it. <laughs> we, we can do it on the internet, right? <laughs> we can do it on the internet. All right, Asha. Well, I think we need to wrap. And I would love to hear what your next edit is for this episode. Okay. Um, So my next edit is to light some candles Um, today, like at at dinner time, or maybe even, you know, if the sun sets at 2 PM in your, in your location, like it feels like it does here, you know, just take a 15 minute break um, during a dark moment and light a few candles. It, it just, um, it just feels warm. It somehow feels special. It feels kind of glowy. I don't know why it's so comforting. I, I think there's, I, I honestly think there's like some sort of genetic thing about human beings and fire. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it feels great. And it, it just creates this different space just for a moment. So light some candles today. If you want to just give yourself a little treat. I think that's fabulous. And I will say that just um, holiday light in general is so lovely. I turned my Christmas tree on at 7 a.m. today and mm-hmm. it just cast this beautiful, lovely glow. I don't know. It's it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay. My your next edit is to make a list of three tiny, tiny things that bring you joy. And I mean like really small and doable, whether that's say making the time to watch Elf. 
<laughs> or making like a favorite easy holiday cookie recipe or bringing out your favorite, you know, cold weather scarf or cozy blanket or whatever. Really, really tiny things. And like, you'll have them at the ready so you can enjoy them whenever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is a great idea. And we watch Elf every year. I can't wait. (laughs) Did I tell you that I got Violet Elf jammies on clearance like over the summer by accident? And the fact that they have not come back, I would buy them at full price now, but they're not available. The ones that she has. And it makes me so sad. Score. (laughs) <laughs> have they have they just been like waiting for the moment for you I don't to... know I okay. don't know anyway <laughs> all right friends you'll find the show notes for this episode including links to the resources we've mentioned plus lots of great related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com and this week we'd like to know what is something fun you're looking forward to this holiday season added bonus tell us a family friendly movie that you I love. know family friendly movie family friendly movie we want to know Hop over to facebook.com slash edit your life show and look for the question of the week pinned to the top of the page, or you can chat with us on Instagram at edit your life show. Thanks for listening. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.